Teaching Brood. Today's topic is a new hot button issue. It's all about screen time limits. How much is too much? How little is well, too little if there is even a thing? I don't think there's a little thing no, is too little. It's a little screen time, no. But it's an interesting thing because it's recently been put into the media because the American Pediatric Society has gone through and updated all of their recommendations. Yeah. Not and these things, they were old. They were. You know, 10, I believe. Yeah. And so now it's all been updated. They're all fresh. And not a word of a lie. They literally sent this out to the media about two or three days ago to this recording. Um, so if you type in screen time right now on Google, pretty much almost every result you get besides ours is to do with uh, the most recent updates. So before we even get into those updates, before we even get into um, what the idea of like, whether too much is what's too much, we got to define the four basic, the basic different types of screen time. And we're going with Common Sense Media on this one. Uh, we've referenced them a couple of times as they tend to be a really good outlet or source for technology-related issues, especially when it comes to digital citizenship and, and digital ethics. Uh, they outline four, the four basic types of screen time are passive consumption, which are things like watching TV, reading, listening to music, uh, interactive consumption, which would be like playing games or getting on the net, They've got communication-based screen time, which is video chatting and using social media. And then you've got content creation, which is using devices to actually make digital art or music or technology. So within these, there's realistically different levels of good and bad in terms of screen time limits. And it also depends on the age of your kids as well. So at the moment, they're saying if you're under the age of two, you shouldn't have any passive screen time at all. No. Oh, what they're actually recommending is actually only one type of screen time in particular. Uh, they say if you are under the age of two, you should only be using it for communication based because they basically researchers have found that children can't actually associate um, basically with interactive game elements and stuff like this until they reach a certain age. And during that age, and during the under, under two years, the only real time you should ever use it is in fact communicating with grandparents at a distance. If you've got, I don't know, a dad who is overseas with the military or for whatever reason, using it for those purposes. Because they know faces and they can interact that way. But besides that, they shouldn't really be used. Yeah, so that's, that's that one. It gets a little bit more murky once you start getting up into the primary school age group. But they do recommend age two to five, that there's one hour per day maximum. Um, they said that is that is the stretching the limits for that age range. Yeah. Having said that, knowing that there's a lot of classrooms out there that are actually using more than that one hour just in a regular school day. So one of the conversations that we've had here is that it's also about balancing off the physical activity with the screen time. Exactly. Yeah. So having... You know, maybe your kid has been on the screen for two or three hours already that day. Well, let's make sure that they're outside and running around for a couple of hours to help balance things out. 
Um, and just just a few little kind of tidbits or facts of information. Uh, back in 2010, they said that by the age of seven, a child will be exposed to an average of five screens. Five different screens. I don't think they mean five different types of screens. I think they literally mean five screens in the run of a day. And this was before tablets became a real big thing. It's 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, they're saying that by the age of seven, the average child will have spent a full year of 24-hour days watching recreational screens. Which is a lot. Yeah, I mean... But it's hard to get away from them, really. We're in a screen-based world. Yes. So when we say we're limiting screen time, we're not necessarily meaning the passive environmental stuff that kid that we that we run into, or more limiting the stuff, meaning the stuff we can actually control. So one of those things that we can actually control, there was an Australian study that was done, and it found that one in ten parents were giving smartphones or tablets to the kids while they were doing household chores. And if you think about, you know, well, you're going to go and clean the house for an hour, here's the tablet. And it basically becomes a digital babysitter. And that kind of screen time is what the Pediatric Society is concerned about. Yeah. They're not banning it. They haven't said it's a complete ban on it. They totally understand that you have tasks to do in the run of a day. And so it's an interest. It's a way to kind of give you some time to get those things done. But they are saying it shouldn't be used to an extreme. Yes. So when you're out for a family dinner, maybe leave that iPad at home. Yeah. So we'll get into we'll get into the ways we can get around the screen time in a little bit. Um, just some more different effects that screens have had on people. Um, in 2015, a Cambridge University researcher um, recorded the activities of 814-year-olds, then analyzed the results again for their high school exams at around 16. Um, and what they found was that an additional hour of screen time was associated with dropping a grade in two subjects. And two extra hours beyond that was associated with dropping a grade in four subjects. So even if people spent more time studying, more time spent watching TV or online still harm the results. I guess I would question what kind of exam was it? Well, and that's a whole different issue. I mean, if we're going to talk about the the style of exams that were given at the time. I mean, I, a lot of high school exams these days, whether you're in Canada or England or America, we're not talking about like the ultra progressive countries like Norway, Sweden, Denmark, which we would constantly reference. Um, what we are talking about is, you know, modern westernized industrialized nations. They're still taking written paper to pencil exams for the most part. Right. Okay. In that case, you know, having a drop in the level, that makes a bit more sense because if you're constantly doing screen stuff and then you go and do an exam where it's very not on a screen, then yeah, I can see how those grades would drop. Um, and I'll also make one reference here to some more actual physical damage that's physically done by the brain. In a study done in 2014, um, published in Psychology Today. And bear in mind, this is one study, so take it for what it's worth, um, that um, a, a screen addiction, when kids have become addicted to a screen, they show an atrophy in gray matter areas in internet, uh, when, and basically, that's in particular with internet and gaming addictions. Um, and what they also find is that there's an area of the brain called the striatum, which is um, involved in reward pathways. And... Um, and basically what they said is addiction actually suppresses it and starts to kind of atrophy those areas that are that are needed for socially unacceptable impulses. But thinking back to those addictions, um, there were, I read an article uh, 
that was an interview <laughs> with uh, pediatrician Dr. Michael Rich and psychologist Larry Rosen. And they've been traveling around North America giving presentations about the effects of technology on the brain and things like that. And one of the questions was about the addiction. Uh, one of them, they're actually saying teachers are making a mistake in their classrooms. And this probably goes more for the uh, high school teachers out there than primary level teachers. But they're saying those teachers that collect the phones and keep the phones in a box at the front of the room, that is actually counterproductive because with our teenagers and their screen addictions, what that ends up doing is uh, triggering the anxiety in the brain. So rather than sitting and learning because they don't have their device in front of them, they're actually sitting there worrying about their device and what's going on in their device and they can't actually focus on what the teacher's saying. Mm. So what their suggestion is and the therapy that they do is they have students have the screen uh, they've got so like for example their mobile phone it's in front of them it's on the table it's face down and the reason why it's face down is because then you can't see the notifications coming up mm. but it is there and it is in front of them so that's actually reassuring and when they're going through the therapy what ends up happening is the students are given one minute to check their phones and all of their accounts and all that kind of stuff and then they have to put it face down in front of them for 15 minutes they're not allowed to touch it they have to do interactive stuff with people and then after 15 minutes they're allowed that one minute of checking now not suggesting that high school teachers give students one minute to check everything during the lesson mm -hmm. But rather than collecting the phones, if you say to people, it's, you know, you could have it in your bag if you want it in your bag. Otherwise, it's face down on the desk in front of you. And that should help cut down on some of the anxiety. And it should also help cut down on some of the sneaky crotch checks. As a, as a primary teacher, an elementary teacher, I've, I've been told, you know, model everything you do. Well, you know what? That also means my screen time. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of an interesting one because... So much of what we do these days is on the screen. Yes. If, if we're on a prep time and the kids walk by our classrooms because they're moving between another subject area, chances are they're going to see all the their teachers on their screens because they're planning lessons and they're looking up things that will help them out in the classroom. What they are still seeing is the teacher so on the on screen. screen. Well, and it goes a step beyond that. You've got classes that are um, very active on Twitter, for yep. example. The teacher is often using a screen to make those posts, to take the photos and things like that. I definitely do it. And the kids are not necessarily seeing differences between, you know, sitting at dinner table and mommy and daddy are sitting on their mobile phones and the teacher walking around the classroom with their mobile phone. So it was something one of my administrators said recently that, that um, a parent had complained to the office about the number of teachers who were on their phones during the lesson and mm. there had been a, a request from on high shall we say that teachers not be using their phones during the lessons and this particular administrator said well we need to modify that it should be that you know because the teachers could actually be doing something very relevant to yeah. the lesson on the phones and so we just need to be mindful of the fact that we are explaining to the kids what we're doing yeah and how it's beneficial and how it's helping the learning goal. It does come back to that thought of balance. Yep. Um, an article released um, by this guy, by Dr. Sigmund, 
um, out of England. He, he, he says he admits that there is a lack of clarity of evidence, but points to a number of governmental advice points. Um, and there's been, I mean, different governments have tried to regulate this uh, in various ways. The Taiwanese government actually has a 1,000 pound fine, up to 1,000 pound fine, for not limiting your screen time. And uh, South Korea and China are doing very, very similar things. French government um, has banned digital terrestrial TV aimed at all children under three. Uh, and Australia and Canada have similar regulations and guidelines. So governments are starting to step in and kind of try and limit this to a certain mm -hmm. extent. Um, and various people will have different opinions on that matter, but it is what it is. Um, but in the end, what you really need to do is just simply recognize that there's a balance there. Um, Going back to Common Sense Media, they relay, they relay a bunch of tips that um, parents and educators can use. Um, and they include paying attention, to, paying attention to how your kids act during and after watching TV, video games, or hanging out online, seeing if their behavior changes. Um, consider creating a schedule that works for your family, which a lot of families do do. Um, and basically just monitoring how often the kids desire it. So if there's a if there's a lot of anxiety towards not being on the screen, then you might want to recognize that as a potential um, exhibiting behaviors that involve a screen addiction. Yeah. And one of the other things, and this goes for all ages, is you within your home, you need to have screen-free areas and yeah. you need to have screen-free times. So way back in the day when I was growing up, dinner time, it was a family affair nothing else happened we weren't allowed to have phone calls didn't need to worry about screens back then but it was you don't answer the phone yeah in fact sometimes the phone was taken off the hook so it couldn't even ring um you need to make sure that bedrooms there are no screens in bedrooms the yeah. charging area is elsewhere especially for kids yeah personally i was like but my alarm is on my phone i can't have it outside my bedroom so you get yourself a different alarm clock <laughs> exactly I mean, it's well known the screen time, the screens do interfere with sleep. Um, I mean, it's it's known that Steve Jobs limited his limited his screen time in his family a lot. That uh, we know Steve Jobs has been an extremist in many ways, but he made it about he makes a very valid point. Even the guy who, quote unquote, invented a lot of stuff that we consider mainstream these days, said, "You know what? We really need to be careful about this." Mm hmm. Exactly. Too much of a good thing is not a good thing. Yeah. All right. So. Um, that's our that's screen time. Um, hope you have a great weekend or week or wherever, wherever this wherever this leads you. And we'll see you next month. Absolutely. Bye. Bye.